And welcome to the what, 18th episode of Control Alt Deplete, I think. I think it's 18 now. Uh, the thing says 17. Yeah, that's inaccurate. That's from last week's. I believe it's 18 okay. now. Now it says 18. Haha. <laughs> it's official 18. Yeah, yeah, we're 18. We may have skipped. I don't know. I think last week's is 17. Uh, anyway, uh, how uh, I am? I am your host, Buck Blind, and on the right side of the screen is Mr. Bioshock. Hello. How you doing, Mr. Bio? You staying nice and warm and toasty with all those fires up there? <laughs> it's, it was a mess, man, <laughs> today. I woke up, my whole house just smelled like a campfire, and I was like, I look outside, and the sky's red, you can't see the sun. Oh, man, I can't yeah, even imagine. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad yeah. How, how was close like... are they to you? Because I know you showed me that map earlier, I don't, I don't know exactly where you live at in comparison to Calgary. So, probably about half an hour away. Okay, so you're still a decent distance. The fires are still a decent distance from you, then. Yeah, like, we're... So... Like forest wise, I don't live near forest. Yeah. Where the fire where the fires are happening. I live by the the in like a prairie area, so there's just like flat grounding like Right. You know, like people farming on the land and stuff, so I mean not to say that, that stuff can't catch on fire. It's just yeah, yeah, for sure. Control for sure. It's like Yeah. 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 It's, it's it's close, but it's it's not it's not like at our doorstep, but I did see today on the news that the smoke from the fire is reaching Oklahoma. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I've been smelling something burning. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like, just food in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so like if I don't know, what we really brought up, but yeah, there's a lot of wildfires where I live right now. Yeah, there's like there's like a hundred plus, so it's been quite. Yeah, quite smoky. It's, it's quite smoky. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. let's jump into the news. Uh, so this week, our uh, we do have uh, the affixes this week, uh, as the reset was this morning. Uh, so we've got fortified, entangled, and bolstering. Fortified, of course, makes the uh, ads have a lot more health and more damage. Bolstering just means that when you kill an ad, it bolsters the one next to it for like twenty seconds. Entangled, that is one of the new affixes for season two. That is, I believe, the one that it roots you. And it's, I think the root just slows you down like 30% movement speed or something. I don't think it's a full on root. I think it just slows you down. Um, I, I have a question. What? So, with bolstering, didn't it used to just be a permanent buff on yes. the ads? Oh, yes. they, they changed it. Uh, yeah, I think it was either near the end of BFA or it was the start of... Sh- I think it was the start of Shadowlands. Uh, they changed okay. it and so that it has a, a duration on it, which makes bolstering super easy to deal with because before... Yeah. The, so the issue that we were running into was if you bolstered something wrong, the only way to to fix to it die. was to die. Yeah. Like, yep. it, it, it became a situation where if you bolstered something too, too early and it got eight stacks of bolstering, it was faster to die, let it reset and the bolstering fall off and then kill it than it was to just yeah. continue to kill it. Now, it lasts for 20 seconds and then it falls off and goes to normal health. So it's not that big of a deal anymore. Um, it makes it a lot easier in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Entangled, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure Paladins, Blessing of Freedoms are going to come in handy this week. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you'll want yeah. some if, if you've got an ability that allows you to break free of roots, you're gonna want that, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so fortified, entangled, and bolstering. Uh, I know last week is a pretty good week for running keys, hopefully, this could be pretty well as well. You know uh, what? I, I thought last week was really easy as well. Except for that Neltheris run last night. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was an issue of uh, of, of well, dungeon, dungeon tuning, though. We'll cover that here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, the race for world first, Aberus, that has technically concluded. Uh, there's still a lot of guilds going at it, but uh, our first three kills have come in. So in first place, uh, I believe it was Monday. Uh, yep. Yeah, Monday. Uh, my days are so confused. Monday, yeah. My days are all mixed. Yeah, Monday, Liquid claimed the world first. Um, oh, let's go Liquid. Yep. Yeah, so NA reclaiming 
the world first title for this one. Uh, and it's then, been a while, eh? yes, it's been. I think they got a kill early on. I think they got world first early on in Shadowlands. Maybe Nathria. I think. Okay. I think they maybe got Nathria. Um, but uh, then Echo came in second um, earlier today. And then a few hours later, Method got uh, World 3rd. Um, at the moment, I think those three are still the only three that have killed it. Killed uh, um, Sarkareth, Commander Sarkareth, which is the uh, the final boss. Uh, I know I know Liquid had the uh, legendary staff, or the legendary weapon item, or the legendary item to start the quest for uh, Evokers. They had that drop, and I believe... I don't. I can't confirm it yet because I haven't checked. But I believe. Hang on. We're gonna get static here. Come on, cat, get off. <laughs> Sorry about that. The cat's rubbing up against the microphone. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Echo should, if I know, if, I, if how uh, Blizzard said it worked is correct, then Echo should have claimed, should have gotten it as well, and then Method would have had a chance to get it. Um, now, it's okay. also possible that maybe it's a 100% chance until reset, so anybody who killed who kills it before the reset in the region will get it guaranteed, and then after the reset is when it's enabled, and it's a lower chance. That's what I'm thinking might be the case. I I just I say this just because, like, I already said I'd do it, but if it was a 100% chance on Mythic, you know, <laughs> your boy would go get it. All right. But, yeah, I don't see it being 100% chance. I see, yeah, I, I, I just I, don't I think so. I see your point of view saying, like, yeah, for the first, like, guilds at each region to get it, it's pretty cool, yeah, but, like... Yeah, well, and that... Even if it's that 20%, is, it's a great chance. So, so it is guaranteed that the first, uh... The first guild, uh... Or the first, the first Mythic Sarkareth kill in each region, it's, it's going to drop for that. What I'm thinking is that maybe anybody who kills it before reset, which the NA reset has already happened, so no one else is getting an NA until... You know, they just have to get lucky with it. But like EU yeah. still has a few hours, although they're probably all asleep right now. Um, yeah. And then like on the uh, the Asian region, um, those servers, Taiwan the, and stuff. Yeah, those guys should have another day that if they can if they can kill Sarkarath before reset, maybe they get it guaranteed as well. Uh, because yeah. all the changes as far as the way it works is the the. Um, once reset happens, so for NA it's already happened, so it's already in effect. Uh, you can get it on any difficulty setting, uh, but LFR has extremely low rare chance to get it, and then it slightly increases for each difficulty setting upwards. What we don't know, and I don't think it is based off what Blizzard has said, but Blizzard hasn't flat out confirmed anything on it. Some people are saying it's a 100% guaranteed chance on Mythic, and Others are saying that it's just a, an increased chance. I, I don't think it's a 100% chance because the way that Blizzard worded their explanation did not sound like it's a 100% chance. Um, obviously, right. we won't know until we start getting more Mythic Sarkareth kills. Um, unless Blizzard decides to come out and clarify, which they probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... I, I, go ahead. I just touched on this Legendary. I think I think his Legendary was will be best used for the new spec i think i agree uh, I, I don't because like uh the, the the weapon itself is every time you use an empowered ability a stat bonus goes out to a, a random dps near you right which is like 500 primary stat with 600 speed and that's it lasts for 10 seconds and you can summon two at a time because you have two empowered abilities so you like have those orbs going out all the time i i plus with like the kit that um, if augmentation will get into it a little bit, but they have a lot of talents that just also buff allies and do stuff like that. So I think with that weapon, it'd be like, it's like a perfect match. Right. Yeah. Well, also, and if you're looking at, so I believe it's the legendary. I believe is a fist weapon, correct? Yes. So can can devastation evokers and preservation are they even able to wear to use fist weapons? Yes, yes. Okay. So uh, they, they all, well, all three specs eventually, but the two specs that are right now, they can use. Okay, I uh, didn't. Uh, fist weapons, maces, swords, axes, uh, two hundred swords, mace, uh, two hundred maces, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't know if you guys were able to use those weapons or not. Um, yeah. I thought you just remained like kind of like spellcasters. You only have like staffs and pole arms and right. like 
one handed yeah, no, dagger with an offhand stuff like that. You know, they can use um, they can use fist weapons, but the okay. weapon, the weapon itself looks really cool. I don't know if you've seen it. I have yeah, not. I think it looks, I think it looks pretty cool. I'll, uh, while you're talking, nice. I'll pull it into the notes. Nice. Um, but yeah. So as far as the race world first, like I said, Liquid got it first. Um, I think the the biggest takeaway, at least for me, and yes, I'm a Method fan, uh, but the biggest takeaway for me was that Method really was pushing on uh, Echo and Liquid's heels. Um, they they really were. They were right there with them. Um, I think Echo Echo held the lead on the on the next to last boss and the last boss for a while until liquid beat pushed ahead and, and got it overnight while echo was sleeping um actually i didn't do that they got it the next day um it was during the afternoon but uh all right sorry continue um but i think what the biggest takeaway is that method seems like they are now actually competing uh yeah. on the level that liquid and echo were uh there were there were a couple on the next to last boss there were the, the most one of the one of the really exciting parts I feel like was um, Echo and Liquid were bouncing back and forth uh, as far as best pulls and it was or not Echo Liquid Method and Liquid were bouncing back and forth and it was over a span of about two hours you had uh, Liquid had like a fifty percent pull and then method got like a 49 percent pull and then liquid got a 45 percent pull and then method got a 43 percent pull and then liquid got a 42 percent and then method got a 41 percent they just kept going back and forth it was a lot of fun to watch that it felt like a real race um and then uh even on the final boss we had uh liquid liquid pulled ahead quite a bit and held a good lead for a good while but then Echo got a, and I, I was watching it as it happened. I, I had all three streams up. I had Echo, Myth, Method, and Liquid all pulled up. Um, and Echo got down to a 5% wipe. They wiped at 5%. That was their best pull. That put them right on the heels of Liquid. And I literally, literally, they, they wipe at 5%. I turn over to the liquid stream. They're at about 30% and everybody's alive. And I start watching them and they get down to 15%. They still have everyone alive. They get down to 10%. Still everyone's alive. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is close. And literally right the exact within, within five minutes of echo getting their 5% pull. That's when liquid got the world first kill. Like it was such a close race. And I think it was, it was really, really good for the health of the world first race. Just, and, and overall, because um, for such a long time, it's it's been uh, it's been kind of a two horse race, but almost just a one horse race. Like Echo is the last the last two tiers in uh, in Shadowlands. Echo and even the the first raid for this expansion. So like three three raids now. It's pretty much just been Echo. I mean, Liquid was there, but they were a little bit behind. It just hadn't quite, didn't didn't really feel like they had a chance. Um, yeah. So it's nice to see, one, they took it so that they're back up there with Echo. And Method has improved massively. Um, it was pretty much just a third place, third battle for third place, usually for them, between them and Big Dumb Gaming Guild. And now it feels like they got a shot at being a world first contender. I think, they, I think they're right there now with, with Echo and Liquid. So, I mean, Oh, that's more exciting for the scenes well that more. Yeah, too. yeah, exactly. Because you can be like, wow, you can like see some of your pe- friends that are not friends, but some people you watch on the stream, they're competing, and you're like, wow, they're doing actually pretty good. I can mean, like, root for them now. Instead right. Of being like, well, it's just between two teams. You yeah. Got, like, because there was, I know there's a lot of guilds that rush into Mythic to try and get those first bosses killed first mm-hmm. before like before like the top guilds come in, but even having those, some of those guilds went like. Four of eight, four of nine, or whatever it was, before someone would even start. I was like, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, no matter like what rank you are, if you're clearing mythic bosses first, it's that's still very impressive. Yeah. No, uh, and and I like I would love to see Big Dumb Gaming Guild be able yeah. to get up there with that level to have a fourth team. I mean, honestly, if we have five teams. And have five teams up there that any one of them could get that that first world first. That'd be awesome. Uh, I yeah. think that would be a really really fantastic. The more the more raid teams that are at that high level, the better in, in oh, the better overall world race for world first is going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. 
it, it was a really fun race. I think the actual raid itself, um, I think from a Raiders standpoint, I mean, they were all very, I think, felt disappointed with how easy the raid was. Uh, because that is the other thing. Typically, um, so 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 it's it's hard to say because this is only the second time we've had a raid where uh, Mythic opened the same week as Normal and Heroic. But normally you have a week Bro. of Normal and Heroic, then you start Mythic, and then Mythic will usually make it till reset and then die somewhere halfway or a couple days into the next reset. So you're talking yeah. about a seventeen days usually since from the time that normal and heroic open up so with everything open up now the first tier well the first tier made it to the first reset um and it lasted i mean it would have lasted longer except blizzard went and nerfed the boss to make it insta killable um yeah like no shade on echo for it but like damn blizzard (laughs) <laughs> like they blizzard screwed up the the world first race uh on the first year they screwed it up big time they really yeah. did. it was one of their biggest blunders um for those who don't know basically what happened we covered it uh back back when it happened but what happened was essentially blizzard just didn't want the boss to last the final boss to last until christmas and it was going to probably uh so while Liquid was asleep and Echo was still was up, had already gotten up and was pulling, they nerfed the boss. They nerfed something on the boss. I don't remember exactly what it was, but up until that point, like I think I think Echo's best pull was like thirty percent. Like they weren't even close. And they yeah. went in and with the nerf, Echo went in and one shot it. This very first yeah, pull, cool. very first pull after the nerf, they one shot it, and it was while Liquid was asleep. Um, so then Liquid went That's in. Tragic. Yeah, so then Liquid never really had a chance to even compete, um, and Liquid w- went in and they, I th- they they technically two shot it, but the first attempt I think was like a, it wasn't even they wiped like ten percent into the boss, like it was really a quick a quick pull, and then the, the actual the next pull they they killed it too, they won they they essentially one shot it, um, so and it was all because Blizzard just didn't want it to go till Christmas, which is understandable, but. One, if you're gonna make that change, you got to do it when the top teams are awake, all of them, not yep. just when one of them is. Um, mm-hmm. And then I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. It like, and, and again, it's no shade on Echo. Like they just did what they're supposed to do. They went in and tried to kill the boss, and they killed the boss. Uh, it, but it, you know, it, it kind of sucks. Makes that world first leave a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, it sucks for Liquid. Because they feel like they got robbed, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it was a bad, bad screw-up. That was one of the worst screw-ups they've had in a while. Um, but with this one, they uh, even that raid, though, it, it still lasted like... The, everything started at first, and it, it... So the raid came out, I think, on the 9th, I think it was. Was it the 9th? Hang on here, let me look at this. Um, it was, the raid came out on... The thirteenth is when it started, so it lasted. A, it lasted nine days, I believe, is what I'm looking at here. Nine days is how long that raid lasted. Oh, um, the first year. Yeah, the first year. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It may have actually been Friday. I think so. I think it was ten days. The race lasted ten days. Uh, this one Whereas lasted six days. Six. six days. And That's a big difference. Now, the thing to me is this: the raid teams. I don't think the raid teams liked how easy it was necessarily. I don't. I don't know. I know the casters were very disappointed. Um, I think, however, from an entertainment perspective, I felt it was perfect because um, yeah. I, you know, some of the raid tiers that go on for like fourteen days. Because um, I know we've had raid raid tiers before where like they clear the first six bosses and the last two bosses take them like a week and a half to get kills on. It's yeah. boring. It's really boring. Like when you're watching them, the casters are just time filling. Because when the best pull is eighty percent and they're still wiping over and over again, and it's pull number two hundred and thirty, you don't feel like that boss is going to die anytime soon. Um, I think what made this race great from an entertainment perspective: one, we had three guilds that were competing, that were that were yeah. right up there, and I felt had a chance. Two, it really felt like any pull 
could kill the boss. I think we were, I think it was right around 100 pulls for Liquid to get the kill. Um, but it felt, they, they were down in that, like I, I messaged you, over a span of about two, two and a half hours, they had five pools where they got down to like less than 5% and wiped. And it just felt like any second you were going to get that kill. And I think that... That's more exciting. Yeah, it was so much more exciting. And then you had, when, when Echo started coming, creeping up and was down to 5%, then it was like, oh crap! Either one of these guys is going to be able to kill it any second, and then Liquid did. Um, it just—I think the way that this raid was tuned, I think from a player perspective, uh, it might be a bit undertuned, and like the, the the Mythic Raiders aren't necessarily liking that. But I think from a Racer World First standpoint, from watching it, from a viewer watching it, oh, it's fantastic! It was one of the best races for World First we've had in a long time. Um, yep. yep. Because it gets exhausting watching the same fights where they have like 150 poles. Yeah. Anywhere. You're like, why am I watching this? Like, nothing's happening. Well, and so, like, I, th- I don't remember which raid it was. I want to say it was the, the Sylvanas fight. Um, well, was it, was like, fight. it was like a 12-minute fight, man. And, yeah, it was a long fight. And when you have these guys, like, oh, they have to get to the third phase. Is, like, they can, they can get to the third phase every time, every single pull. But it's a third phase that they're trying to figure out. And you have to sit and watch like 10 minutes of a fight just for them to get to the new part and see if they're going to get it. And it sucks. Um, like, like I don't know. I thought from from a race standpoint, the, the raid seemed tuned pretty well. Um, I think yeah. one other thing that they mentioned that is also nice is that you won't probably see a ton of nerfs to Mythic. So, which is interesting, because on, on two levels, one, it made the boss a bit undertuned. However, and this is something they pointed out too, it's kind of interesting because, let's be honest, all of the non-Racer World First guilds, you don't kill the same Mythic bosses that the Racer World First teams do. Because usually, yeah. Racer World First happens, they kill it, very first reset, Blizzard nerfs the heck out of these bosses. and. Yeah. You do not see what if if you and I were to go and do mythic raiding here in a couple weeks. Typically, typically we're not you're not facing the same boss they did. You're facing a boss that's got twenty percent less health. The abilities hit for ten percent, twenty percent less damage. You see a much easier version. I don't think we're going to have that this time, and because it's undertuned a little bit, they don't need to nerf it. Which, like, yeah, it's not so hard, but also it's kind of nice because like if we go into mythic in a few weeks which we probably won't, but if, let's say we went into Mythic Raiding in a few weeks, we're probably facing the same bosses that they did without yeah. too much being different. I know there's a couple tweaks here and there that I, I think they're going to do. Um, I think the next, the Echoes and Eltharian, there's some the there's some circle stuff that happens, and uh, uh, watching the Racer World first, you're literally talking like when they, when they spread out perfectly, you have about a two-foot window of open space that everyone has to be stacked in. I think those circles are going to be made smaller. Um, yeah. Cause that, that was like ridiculous. Uh, I mean, you literally like, you know how big like the world markers are mm-hmm. like literally that was the space. The, the amount of open space is the size of a world marker. Wow. Um, it was, you had to be perfectly sitting in the right spot and everyone had to perfectly take everything to the, all the, the bombs to the circle debuffs to the right spot. Otherwise you'd overlap and kill everyone. Yeah. Um, so I think something like that will get nerfed. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, but speaking... Uh, go ahead. I was just saying, I sent you the link, the appearance, if you want to take a look at it. It's in the... No yeah, I'll, I'll look at it. Yeah, I'll look at it here in yeah, a little bit. It's pretty cool. Yeah, um, so I'm moving on. Uh, but yeah, speaking of nerfs, we also have some uh, Mythic Plus nerfs and hotfixes that went out. I believe these are from today, correct? Yeah, yes. I just, yeah. Um, so there's a couple little things. Uh, we've seen a lot of nerfs to Mythic Plus already to raid bosses and stuff. Ha- or the Mythic, the, the bosses in the dungeons. I haven't seen a ton of nerfs as far as trash goes. Um, well, I, some of this stuff is good nerfs to trash. Like in the Lair, the uh, falling debris nerf. Um, well, that actually isn't for trash. That's for the boss. Um, oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's Crack Shaper, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I don't think the, the trash is really that bad, honestly, from... Now, granted, no. this week is the first week in Fortified, so we'll see. Uh, this is the week we'll probably see some nerfs to a couple of trash, maybe. 
But yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So Olorog had the falling debris nerf to where only uh, it was targeting it's multiple players and just doing massive damage. Um, so you couldn't like go in and out. And I, I know this for a fact for myself because I remember being in that dungeon last night. I was like, do I go in the circle? Do I go out of the circle? Because you're supposed to take him in the circle and he gets stunned mm-hmm. when you kill the totem. But I was also like, man, I'm taking some damage being in that totem. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they nerfed it, so it only targets one person, so you're not getting three different splash AoEs happening. You're only getting one. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, on in Uldemon, uh the Trog there has Shocking Quake. The damage is reduced uh, for that by 20%. Um, is the totem that he has there. It's not too bad of a totem anyway. I didn't notice it too much. Um, Vortex Pinnacle, I was a little surprised to see a nerf here because Vortex Pinnacle seems very easy. Uh, yeah, it's very basic. Yeah, but Twister Aura was reduced by 20% on Alteris. Um, and then Nelferis, Warlord Sarga. And I, f- I don't know if that's the very last boss that we that in there. I think that's the very last boss, but I'm not positive. Um, but no, there's... And this one... Dragon's Eruption, a timer was increased to 10 seconds instead of 5 seconds. And it's funny because Wildhead's literally like, we don't know what this is. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, not really sure. Because uh, Dragon's Eruption is not a mechanic that he has. Right. So, I think it has something to do with... with they, they, they think that it has something to do with some swirlies that normally come down. But they're not entirely sure. But either way, they think it's a nerf. Um, okay. Um, uh, want me to touch on the uh, augmentation? Yes, as I say. So we do have a new uh, a new spec for Evoker. We've already talked a little bit about it. Uh, augmentation Evoker is coming out in ten point one point five. So our resident Evoker here, Mister Bioshock, uh, has hmm. been looking up a bunch of information on it, and uh, he's going to take us through what he has learned. So take it away. Um. So I'll just start off by touching on the set bonuses because that was released today. I know people are kind of curious. So uh, it makes sense. I'll kind of dip into some spells as we go over some of these set bonuses so that makes sense. But uh, so one of your main abilities is... Uh, once I got to bring it up, 10.1.5. Okay, there it is. Sorry about that. Um, so for augmentation, one of your main abilities is called Ebb and Might, and basically you just click it, it's a one half second cast, it's a 30 second cooldown, but it, it hits everyone in your group. If you're like in a five man group, it goes to four people, and increases the primary stat by 10% of your own, and it lasts, and it causes your like eruption, which is like uh, a spender to do 20% more damage. So Ebb and Might's really key to keep on your team, because it's just a straight up buff. So, and that why I bring that up is because with the two set, Ebon might increase the damage of your power cells by 30%. And so that'd be just straight up damage. <clears throat> and the four set is Ebon might grants an additional 1% primary stat to each ally. So it's just uh, a slight increase to the damage they get, or the primary stat they get from you with Ebon might. So that's the set bonuses. I think the four set is, I'm not sure, I've, like, I haven't been able to test it because the PTR is not up. But um, the four set seems okay, but the two set seems pretty good. Um, so it's, uh, that's that. And then, oh, what should I go over? A couple, I'll go over some key abilities, which are pretty cool from that I kind of learned. Um, so you have, so for. Devastation, you have Fire Breath and Eternity Search as your empowered spenders. For um, for Augmentation, it's Eruption and Fire Breath, unless you go Breath of Eons, which I'll cover in a second. But Eruption basically is like an AoE ability, it's cost free essence, two and a half second cast. It's just kind of. It's just an AoE, it just does good and increases the duration of Might. So it's like some of these spells really like. Buff yeah, I've my so you're buffed your teammates more. It's just over. It's just nice overall. Yep. Uh, what I what I did learn, like with most specs, is they have they break the tree down into three parts: the left side, the middle, and the right side. 
so for augmentation, if you go through the talents, so I'm not going to go through it all because it'll take a, a long time, but the left side is really focused on uh, buffing tanks and stuff like Yay! that. Where the middle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's good too. So because like you have enough points, you can kind of dip into like quite a few parts. Right. So the the, the tank buffing and the, just the buffing in general is the left side. You have your damage going down the right side and your healing abilities on the right side. Did I say that right? Did I say right side twice or say middle? I don't remember. No. Anyways. It's uh, it's 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 split up. So, um, but like uh, like there are some heal. Is that when I say healing abilities, there's like two or three increases. Um, it's not meant to be a healing spec. It's meant to be a a like a buffing spec. You know, it just has those off heals. It's like is exactly that off heals. Um, so one of the cool abilities that I'll touch is called Breath of Eons. Um. It replaces uh, deep, deep breath. So if you're familiar with that ability, you fly across like the the area with like breathing fire. So basically, eon the breath of eons is the same thing, except for it, it puts a dot on everyone. Uh, not really a dot, but a debuff that lasts for 10 seconds. And basically, it accumulates 15% of the damage dealt during that time, uh, and then. At the end, it explodes, dealing arcane damage, and is guaranteed a critical strike. So it's very similar to uh, Touch of the Magi for arcane mages. Like that, you get build up the damage, which is pretty cool. Um, it is a one and a half minute cooldown, whereas Deep Breath is either two or one, depending on your spec. Um, so I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna go over it all. It's a couple, just a few more I want to touch. Yeah, absolutely. Based on, uh, so. Um, augmentation evokers get a cheat death and it's rather strong so when you take a, an ability that would have killed you it heals you for 160k and then heals everyone in your group for like 75k or something like that so like, you just don't die you get a self heal you heal your teammates and it's every six minutes like most I think that's like what the rogue cheat death is too I think it's six minutes um some abilities that don't change would be like Living Flame. That's still around for Augmentation Evokers. They have a cool talent called People of Alexstrasza that says when cast when cast at an enemy, Living Flame strikes one additional enemy for 100% damage. So you can just constantly cleave with your Living Flame, which is nice. Nice. Um, just I'm gonna go over a couple of capstones, then I'll be done. Um, there's this ability, it's just pretty cool, called Time Skip. And it basically surge forward in time, causing your spells to cool down 1000% faster for two seconds. Ooh. Yes, and you can spec <laughs> into it to increase that for one more second. So it can be 1000% for three seconds. That's, that's big. Yeah, and it's a three minute cooldown, so it's not, it's only three minutes. It's not like five minute, which I, you would think with like how strong that it sounds, it'd be like four or five minutes, but it's a three minute cooldown. Um, but that being said, there's also another talent that, it, that the captains are picked between because like the one that increases the time skip channel by one second is called Tomorrow Today. So you can pick that one for the time skip, or you can get Interwoven Threads, which just flat out gives you a 15% reduced cooldown on all your spells. Nice. So you gotta, it's I don't know which one's better. I think like that Tomorrow so, Today with, with so the time skip can be really good. In my head, this, is, this is math in my head. I'm thinking if it's if it's a thousand percent for two yeah. seconds, that would basically mean like taking tw it would take twenty seconds off. Uh, if yeah. it's three seconds, you're gonna take thirty seconds off. So yeah. then, if if I guess it just depends on probably your party comp, because yeah. if you're talking, so if if all of your abilities are reduced by fifteen percent, um, if you have a lot of long ability cooldowns like like say uh demon hunter metamorphosis is three minutes so if you take three minutes uh let's see that's 180 times 15 percent that's 27 seconds uh so, i gotta play this out I, the cooldown versus reduce is just for the evoker oh okay the time skips the group okay so oh in that case the time skips gonna be better uh, yeah. I, would, I would say time skip and then have uh, the one 
tomorrow. The, today, uh, yeah, the, the one the second, because that's going to be because that's going to take thirty huge. seconds off of everybody's cooldowns. That, that um, could be huge. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think you go with the, the extra second on there. Yeah. Because that I mean that's that's thirty seconds off of your cooldown every time you use it. Um, so yeah. that's that's going to be pretty nice. I feel like. But uh, go on. Yes. So yeah, this is kind of all I wanted to touch on. Um, I did see a cool ability for augmentation evokers. They actually have stances like a warrior if you spec into this talent. Yep. A and it's pretty cool. So you have black attunement, and so it's you and your force, fourth nearest allies have five percent increased maximum health, mm -hmm. which is nice. This is this like that's good. Yes. You know. And then bronze attunement is just increases speed by ten percent. Yes. So now I. I do you think the health is better? But well, so, so my my question is this: yeah. um, Do you have to talent into one of those choices, or do you have both stances and you can switch just like a warrior or something? Yeah, you have both. Okay, so in that situation, during actual combat, the health is going to be better. But like for yeah, Mythic Plus, like when clearing. you yeah when you kill a pack and you got to run back, just like I feel like that is something where it's it's going to be pretty nice because. You can just swap your stance real quick while we're going to the next pack, get ten percent, yeah, and then yep. as we pull the next pack, switch back. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah I didn't it, know if it was it was if it was something where you could talent into one or the other, or if it was an actual like you just have both stances, you can use them at any point in time. Yeah. So um a couple cool abilities that I'm looking over right now that I'm remembering from watching that video yesterday was that the Breath of Eons, the damage the one that accumulates the damage. Um, there's a talent called Chrono Ward that gives everyone 100% shield of the damage they dealt. Oh, nice. So that could be really good for AoE or like an Enrage or just like, just straight up a shield, you know, like this, it's just good to have. Yeah. I know there's uh, the talent that uh, reduces threat by 30% that uh, you'll definitely need to Time put limits. on yourself so that you don't pull threat from me every single time we're in a dungeon. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there is one that like it increases. I don't remember what the percentage was, but it increases the armor of your of, of an ally based off a percentage of your armor, right? Yeah. So that would be. I think that what's was what's that percentage on? Blistering scales. Yeah. yeah blistering scales is uh thirty percent of your own. And to point Ooh. out, evokers Ooh, have evokers a lot of armor. A, yeah, it's one of their. Passive abilities is to increase their armor by seventy five percent. Yeah, and that should always go on your tank. Um, yes, so and, it's a thirty and... second cooldown and it's instant. And basically, it gives them fifteen explosive dragon scales, and their armor increases by thirty percent of your own. The melee attacks against you cause the the, the scales to explode, dealing damage. Uh, and it can only occur for a few seconds, kind of like how Earth Shield works for shamans, where not consecutive hits just pops it, but like the internal cooldown of like two or three seconds of what I'm guessing. Um, the blistering scales can only be placed on one target at a time, so like you can't. Pop how it how long people. does it last for? Um, does it have a duration? It, or is it just it, until the scales no. fall off? It's just until the scales fall off. Okay, so as long as there's a single scale, then I still have the thirty percent armor increase. Yes. All right, and then what's the cooldown on it? Thirty seconds, you said. Yeah, thirty seconds instant. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Especially as a demon hunter tank, we need more armor, man. Our armor is yeah. with, without having some kind of defensive up. Our armor is basically just a hair above an evoker's armor. Yeah, like you, you can tank it just as well as I can whenever I don't have any defensives available. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a cool interaction here. It might be better in PvP, but it might see some play in Mythic Plus. Probably not raiding. I think I know it's what you're ability. talking about. What? I think I know which one you're talking about. The, the upheaval? Uh, yeah. So basically you channel it like you would channel a, uh, um, a disintegrate, I think. Is, but the tooltip looks about the same. So basically, it, like, earthen power beneath your enemy's feet kind of sends them hurtling upwards, so it knocks them in the air. And then you can spec it to an ability called Seismic Slam, that when you click it, it stuns enemies that are in the air for four seconds. So you can like every forty seconds you can knock up and then stun and, and like in a combo and and not just in PvP and Mythic Plus that is going to be amazing. Yes, 
(laughs) having that extra CC stun, whatever. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Because right now, you guys evoke like devastation evokers don't have an aoe stun really right no no yeah you, you have I mean, you have the knock the deep breath done gotcha like like but that's like a minute that's like a, well i think the spec i'm running like the other books are running is a two minute cooldown so two minute cooldown on a three second stun gotcha, whereas yeah. evil is a 40 second cooldown with yeah. A four second stun. yeah that's gonna be really nice and gonna be really really good yeah which is pretty cool, I think. There's a lot of really cool abilities, and I just, yeah. I think everyone should go and uh, look at the calculator, look at videos, play PTR, and give feedback. Because, like, I know this isn't going to be final. This is just the beginning. So it's good to get some testing in. Um, uh, Obsidian Scales. Uh, what's, can I search here? It's, Let's, sorry, I gotta search this up real quick. Um, now I'm looking forward it. to it just because I, th- I think it's if you if you play an augmentation evoker, that's gonna be nice for me as a tank. I feel like. Oh yeah, I think I'm so gonna too. Yeah. enjoy a lot of those buffs, especially that 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 extra armor. Oh, it's gonna be so nice. Just have you yeah. hit me with. I'll just have you hit me with that anytime I don't have defensives available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beauty thing is, is like. With the internal cooldown of it popping, you could have a hundred percent uptime probably. Because if it's pop, if it gives you fifteen scales and it only pops every two or three seconds, that's a thirty-second cooldown. That uptime should be a hundred percent. Yeah, if it's got something like that on, that would be nice. Yeah, I, I lost what I was looking at. I don't understand. That's frustrating. Um, was it a talent or an ability? It's a it's a talent. Um, well, I can look it up. Uh, oh, there it is. Um, so, Obsidian Scales, the defensive that, that reduces damage taken by 30% for invokers. The Augmentation has a buff that when you pop Obsidian Scales, it activates a black attunement. And it amplifies it to increase your max health by 12%. And then Hover activates Bronze Attunement and amplifies your movement to go 25%. So... Your hover gives you uh, movement, and your obsidian scales, your shield wall, gives you health, which is kind of cool. But nice. like those aren't those aren't for team. Like if you're trying to spec for like a buffing team, uh, aspect of the fa- aspect's favor is not going to be the way to go. I don't think. Gotcha. No, it sounds like a really cool spec. I, I I'm yeah, I, like I know you and I were kind of talking a little bit. I think we'll definitely see them getting used in raids. Like, you're never going to turn down yeah. an augmentation, getting at least one augmentation evoker. And honestly, it sounds like a lot of their stuff hits for, like, like four or five of the nearest targets. So you could probably fit two augmentation evokers and stick one, like, in melee range and one in, like, ranged with the range classes. Yeah. And augment, you know, that way you're buffing both, both groups, I feel like. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I could see there being spot for two augmentation evokers in raids. Yeah, there's, um, there's this. Uh, so I don't know if you saw this. I saw it today, but it's they have smart targeting system for augmentation. Yes, which is like if you, if you want to use like this ability called press 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 science or something like that. Prescience. Prescience. Yes. Um. So in a like. The ability to grant you grant your ally foresight increase their critical strike chance by three percent, uh, and occasionally copying their damage or healing spells at fifteen percent power for twenty seconds. Uh, but if you don't have a healer targeted, it will automatically go to the nearest healer within twenty-five yards. Yeah, yeah. I saw they have a lot of smart targeting stuff like that, which is good because yes, um, for me, it'd be hard to go back and forth. Yeah, for me. I like one of the re- main reasons I don't play healer is I don't like having to pay attention to allies and like locate them and oh I need to hit them with this buff I need to hit them with that and need to heal them with like that's the only things I don't like playing healer because my eyes are too focused on everyone's health bars and not focused on mechanics and I was a little worried with augmentation evoker that it might be a similar thing but it sounds like with yeah. the smart targeting it's not going to be that bad like you'll be you'll be able to target stuff if you want to but you don't have to i feel like yeah um and and i think what it's going to do is essentially if if the smart targeting works well then i think what will end up happening is 
like your top top players in the world you're going to be individually targeting whatever you're wanting to target and they're going to be good enough to do it but you can you don't have to and you'll still be able to perform well yeah uh, yeah you got anything else on augmentation or just going to cover a couple of pvp talents i was looking at just gotcha. to show you how broken this could potentially be in pvp as well so the main buff that we have, Ebon Might, the one that gives you the stat, is uh, the 30 second cooldown lasts for 10 seconds. If you have Ebon Might up in the PvP town Born in Flame, your Ebon Might causes your, your Living Flame to be instant cast for the entire time it's active. So for 10 seconds you can just click Living Flame and just like smoke kids. Nice, nice. Um, they have an ability called Lava Shield. Which is a 30 second cooldown, and while it persists, it cannot be interrupted or silenced. So that's, and it can go on an ally too, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and then I, I don't I really look at the other uh, uh, talents, they're pretty much the same as the other specs. It was just those two that kind of stood out. Nice. Um, but I, I, like I said, I'd encourage you all to like go and take a look because the class, I mean, the spec looks very promising, and I think if they keep it where it's at maybe a little bit of tuning uh it'll be really good and i think it i think it could potentially be more useful in a mythic plus than a devastation nice i think it's possible i don't know if it will be i think it's possible though I, it's yeah i yeah i think it, like single target i think devastation is still going to see some play in raids if they keep their single yeah. target up um as yeah. it is i think augmentation is going to see some pretty strong play in mythic plus especially yeah, um, I, I, you're definitely gonna have augmentation evoker in a raid. Yeah, there's a uh, one more ability I just read that sounds pretty strong too. It's called Overload. It's one of the capstones. Is when you use Deep Breath or Breath of Eons, it casts an eruption at the first three enemies struck. So three eruptions that could be pretty strong. So that's just kind of cool because it's just more damage. Right. But yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's basically it. There's obviously a lot of other stuff you can go over and just kind of read through, but it, I think personally it's looking pretty good. I like the way it's, 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 it looks so far. So I just have to see how it performs. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, so go and check out your augmentation evokers, guys, because it's, it's going to be a nice class. I like it. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, what has your week in WoW been like? Mythic Plus in Raid. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, th I think we did pretty good in Mythic Plus this first week. Yep, yep. No, 10s, 11s. Yep. Um, What'd you get? Uh, what, what was your, your top loot you got? Well, I got the 431 wasn't as like a cape, but I got a 428 glove tier piece. So. But uh, but what about uh, the the other the other piece you got? That's your that's your bis. My weapon. Yes. Yes, uh, a master, a haste mastery weapon. Um, so I upgraded that to 424 right away. Yep, nice. I got from the raid. I got our our tier piece for my. I think it was already gloves. I think is what it was. I got the gloves. Um, yes. I haven't equipped them yet because they were only like three item levels above what I've got, and uh, I didn't want to break my tier set just yet for only a three item level upgrade. Uh, yeah. But once uh, I get a two set, definitely gonna break my four piece set right away. Um, yeah, no, dungeons were really good. Uh, we got the first three bosses killed in raid uh, on yep. normal. Uh, we're going to go tonight. Hopefully, we'll get a, a little bit better group, more organized. It'll be able to just go through and hopefully clear stuff quickly. Um, yeah. And then we'll also, uh, we got some, like you said, some 10s and 11s of Mythic Plus done. We got, I think we did most of the dungeons. I'm trying to think if there are any that we hadn't done yet um because we did an under rot we did a freehold we did vortex pinnacle we did Natharian's lair we did Natharis, we did brackenhide hollow we did Aldemon, and what's the last dungeon oh halls of yeah we did all the we've done all the dungeons so we've yeah. we did all of them at least once um but i i don't think they're too bad honestly I, i've and you know we were doing 10s and 11s pretty early on that's pretty good i felt uh no, I got to, I know I got my best in slot trinket, Harlan's loaded dice from Freehold, which we did start off the season with Freehold. I mean, how could you not? Freehold best dungeon <laughs> there is out there in the game. 
and to get my best in slot trinket very first dungeon like come on yeah Uh, that was a great start to the season i think we had a really good start this week for only getting to do dungeons one night pretty much (laughs) i guess we did we did two nights worth of dungeons so far uh yeah yeah, no it's it's a good start um I got my I got one piece of tear. I'm gonna open up a vault after the podcast, and we'll see if I get a second piece of tear. Hopefully, uh, that'd I, be cool. I did get a single dungeon done on the, both my pally and my monk, so I have a vault for them. We'll see what I get. Um, I did get a piece of gear in the dungeon for my pally. I didn't get anything for the monk, but uh, we'll see what we get in the vault. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, we did a lot of we did some of the chapters campaigns. We got our new drakes or our new dragon mounts. The slither drakes. Yeah, I know. How, how do you feel about that mount? I love it. I think it looks really cool. Nice. Probably my favorite. I haven't used it yet. Uh, I haven't really looked at it too much. I want to customize it before I pop before I pull it out. But yeah. uh, I also have a macro that I have to adjust if I'm changing a mount. So <laughs> I have I only use two mounts right now with my macro. Is I use I use the uh-huh. the the dragon riding mount that I normally use is a small one just because it makes yeah. it easier to move around. And then I've got the, uh, the, the season four, uh, mythic plus key ma- keystone master mount. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's about all I've done so far. Uh, I know we're going to do some more raids, some more dungeons tonight and see what all we can get. Um, I think it's been a good start to the season though. Yes. Yeah, good. I think, I mean, it kind of sucked that I only got loot like twice out of like the nine mythics we did. But I mean, best slot weapon is good. Yeah, I mean, I only got I think three pieces total from the dungeons. Yeah, but I mean, only two out of five are going to get it, so you got a forty percent chance of getting loot. So you know. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I like the dungeons. Yeah. I don't. I'm not too worried about loot because I think I'm just focused more on the uh, the score, and that helps me not be mad when I don't get loot. <laughs> like loot is always great, but yeah, I just focus more on getting the score done. Um, one thing I will say, uh, just a little little public service announcement here: uh, if you are in a dungeon and your DPS is absolute garbage, and you're doing like 20k DPS, and and somebody is nice enough to be like, hey, can I help you out? Because I see you're doing this and your talents maybe aren't the best talents. And if you do this, your DPS will probably increase by about 30,000. And uh, maybe if you do this, you won't struggle with this so much. And if you can, you know, you're based off what I've seen, you're, you're, you're pressing this button way too often, this one not enough. Maybe don't be like, nah, my rotation's fine. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, little, so there's a wee little bit, with a wee little bit of context. We went to the Neltharis run in eleven, and you know it was going fine until we realized the four nineteen Fury Warrior was doing twenty k overall. Yeah, yeah, they were doing thirty like, k less than than me as a tank. Like yeah, they were, they, I don't even as as four nineteen even face rolling man. You should have been able to do fifty k, even face rolling. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. They from from talking to them, they sounded like the issue for them was that they were there's too much stuff in the ground, so they were trying to dodge all of it. Which I get, you know, focus on mechanics. Yes, absolutely, stay alive. You know, dead DPS dude, no DPS. But dude was literally he he was he was running away from the mob, so he was going out of melee range. Um, then also uh, the talents that they had were just really bad talent choice. They 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 only could do they couldn't do any AOE damage. So it was only single target. Um, so they were not doing any damage, and they seem to think that using Whirlwind increased their speed somehow, because they said that they were using, because they use Whirlwind like 500, 500 uh, times, yeah. and yeah. Whirlwind should not be used that often as a Fury Warrior, uh, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, like, and, you, look at, you look at maybe, like I don't know, like 150 Whirlwinds well, in a it, dungeon. So, so Whirlwind should be one out of every five uh, at global cooldowns. Because yeah. Whirlwind, when you're talented correctly, which he was not, when you're talented correctly, uh, your Whirlwind makes your single target abilities, the next four single target uses, hit all tar- or hit up to five targets or whatever for 50% of the damage. Um, he did yeah. not have those talents specced in anyway, so he was all of his single target abilities were literally just single target abilities, so that's a big reason why the damage was so low, because that right there took away probably... 
200% of his damage right there. Uh, so, I mean, even if he just had made that talent change, he probably would have been about 40k. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. And, and like, you know, it's, it's perfectly fine to not understand how to play your class and even not understand the dungeons or whatever. That's fine. It's not an issue. Uh, but when somebody is trying, to, is trying to be nice and help you out, uh, maybe just listen and, and take, take the advice and don't go, no, I know what I'm doing, even though I, you clearly did not. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, a thing, man, most of the, like, I'm sorry, but most of the time, WoW players, when they have somebody like that in a group that's sucking, all they do is just is just talk down on them and, and they're just a jerk to them. And so, you know, I try to take the high ground and say, hey, let me help you out. Let me see if we can fix some of the problems and be nice. Uh, and, and then you just don't want anything to do with it. Like, nah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, um, like, I, I had like a side comment where I was like, well, we only have two DPS in this group. <laughs> I, yeah. didn't, I didn't say a name or anything, but it's obviously it was him. Yeah, I was, no, it's I was just, it's, frustrated, you know? Like, yeah, no, and it's, and it's, 11. yeah, and it's understandable to be frustrated by it, but like one of the things that definitely try to combat is having too much toxicity in, in party group stuff. Like, obviously, I'm toxic as can be to you guys, like to you and Lynch. I'm so toxic to my friends all the time. Um, that's just me. Uh, yeah, but well, but like when I'm, in a, when I'm in a pug and it's something I don't know, I try to be nice um, unless you're being a jerk and then I, then I won't be nice. Um, yeah. But I will absolutely put you in your place if you're being a jerk and a-hole and, uh, and a pug. But, uh, you know, if you're just struggling and, and you know, I want to try to help if I can, but like you got to actually listen and, and – yeah. First, the first step to admitting you have a first. The first step is admitting you have a problem, <laughs> and, and this person hey. did not seem to think they had a problem. Uh, but uh, and that's fine, you know, whatever. I wish them well. Uh, they definitely get carried by whatever guild they go with. You know, yeah. hats off to that guild because she should. <laughs> yeah, a I mean, carry. I don't there's, like listen. There's a couple. I love I love your parents and your parents don't do great DPS. I don't have a single problem helping carry them because they try and they will take advice and they will listen and they will try to learn from what you're telling them. If your parents yeah. were like, nah, 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 I know what I'm doing despite doing lower DPS in the tank, I wouldn't want to carry them. Yeah, uh, like just a couple things about that warrior. With some bosses, he did less damage than the healer. Yeah, and well, he was he would die almost every boss fight too, which is again it's fine, yeah. like whatever. My my point is, it's okay to be bad. Just try to learn. Yeah. <laughs> don't if you're bad, don't act like you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Accept help. Be yeah, if you're, if you're new to the game and somebody tries to help you, one be grateful because man, that's a rare thing. And wow, I feel like most people are yeah. just. If you're bad at the game, they just want to flame you and yell at you and then make your day worse. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's why I try not to be too toxic in them, and I want to try to help the guy. But if you're not going to listen, like, I can't help you. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, no. Um, so, yeah, public service announcement. If somebody tries to help you out, wow, because you're struggling, don't, don't get mad at them for trying to help you out. Just take yeah. the advice and, you know, try, try to see if, if it's something that actually helps. Try it out and... You know, just accept the help because it's rare and wow, people typically, typical answer and it drives me nuts every time I see it. Somebody asks a question in trade chat and the answer is Google it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, no, they don't have to Google it. Like, like, listen, you and Lynch, That's you why guys, trade chat's up. yeah, and you and Lynch, like, I am your guys' Google. You guys ask me questions all the time and if I don't know the answer, oh, yeah. then you guys get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I really am your guys' Google because I'm, I don't know, I'm a very fast Googler. So I, even if I don't know the answer, I can usually f look it up really quickly. Yeah. But uh, it's probably because I have like every WoW site possible bookmarked on my tabs. <laughs> but uh, no, anyway, just, uh, yeah, no, if you, be nice to players. And if somebody's trying to offer you help, you know, try to pay attention and learn, learn a little. That's all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that is pretty much it. Um, yeah, we will, if you want to check out my socials are, uh, 
At Twitch, I am twitch.tv slash buckblind. YouTube, buckblind the demon hunter. And at Twitter, I am buckblindDH. So uh, feel free to check those out. Say hi. Drop a like. Like and subscribe to videos for the podcast. Whatever you feel like. Uh, Bio, what are your socials? Uh, QQ underscore Bioshock for both Twitch and, and YouTube. All right. There you have it. You got anything else, sir? No, just keep listening. We appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Uh, we will. I will be streaming later tonight. I don't know if Bio will be or not, but uh, feel free to. Well, I guess when the, when you listen to the podcast, I won't be streaming tonight. But uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll be streaming next yeah. weekend for sure. Um, so yeah. feel free to tune in. Um, anyway, uh, thank you all for watching, and we appreciate you. And have a good one. Bye.